Welcome to the one-on-one with one and only sports podcast. I'm your host Theo Juan. Before we get started, I just want to wish everyone a happy new year. Here's to hoping 2021 will be a lot better than 2020 and ultimate we'll get back on the field. You're listening to season two of the podcast where we're going to look at the stories and lives of the players, coaches, and personalities that make up the world of ultimate. Each week, I'm going to talk to a new guest. We're going to talk about their journey into ultimate, what their life in ultimate looks like, their most memorable ultimate games, and a fun rapid fire segment to end the episode. If you like the podcast, I would love for you to subscribe or follow on whichever podcast platform you use and get the word out about the podcast to others. You can drop a review on a platform like Apple Podcasts as well. That would be greatly appreciated. Truly appreciate all the support. And new episodes come out every Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Haddock Sport Performance. Is your training making you better on the field? Haddock Sport Performance provides a complete strength and conditioning experience designed for ultimate athletes. With over five years of experience at the elite international level and a global group of athletes, they have come to appreciate that training is a partnership. And with HSP, their goal is to provide each athlete with a truly personal and unique training experience. They work tirelessly with you to get to know you as a person and as an athlete, and together build a plan for you to be your best in competition. If you are invested in your own success and performance, they are here to support you. To know more about their methods and philosophy, head to haddocksportperformance.ca or get a look at their day-to-day by checking out HSP on Instagram. Now with all that done, let's go! This week's guest is Dina Dumanskaya. Dina is a two-time Eurostars participant who plays with the club team Cosmic Girls out of Russia. She's also a Russia national team athlete. She has represented Russia four times, including at the World Beach Championships of Ultimate, winning silver in 2015, and winning gold at the World Beach Championships of Ultimate in 2017. She's also won a gold medal at the 2019 European Championships of Beach Ultimate. At the European Ultimate Championships in 2019, Dina was on the Russian mixed team that finished third. At the club level, Dina has played for the Cosmic Girls for nine years, captaining four of them, and has made appearances with them at the 2014 World Ultimate Club Championships, as well as the 2019 European Ultimate Club Finals, where they won the silver medal, losing to Italian club Kuzby Shout in the final. With brilliance, Dina has also played at the 2018 World Ultimate Club Championships, finishing 11th after being seated 26th. Dina was inspired to play Ultimate through a Seattle Sockeye camp that was held in Moscow, Russia in 2011. Here is my interview with Dina Dumanskaya. So I'm here with Dina Dumanskaya, a really famous Russian national team athlete for the Ultimate team there, and all the way from St. Petersburg, Russia. So do appreciate you coming on the podcast there, Dina, all the way from uh, St. Petersburg. Hey, everybody. Nice to be here. She's also appeared on the Eurostars tour with one of the people who's also appeared on the podcast previously in Sarah Melvin. So a former teammate of Sarah's, which is really cool as well. So Dina, your story is going to be a little bit different. It's your own. How did you get started in Ultimate? What led you to the sport of Ultimate? So it happened, um, I don't know, by accident, I think, because I met the guy with the Discraft flashlight. You know, this uh, disc, it's a little bit heavier than Discraft. And he didn't want me to throw it because I wasn't really careful. <laughs> he was really excited about his disc. So, mm-mm. and this summer after that meeting, I've met guys from my home city, Yekaterinburg, 
uh, who played Ultimate, it was like, wow, you've played what? I'm sorry, you're not only throwing, you're running and doing layouts? Wow, no, no, no. It was just falling in love, I know. It's like happened. And after that, Russian Kate, maybe you know her. In the US, she's known like Russian Kate. Kate Barabanova, she invites uh, some Sakai guys to make a camp in 2011. And it was the first meeting with the Ultimate community and everybody who played Ultimate in Moscow and St. Petersburg mostly. And it was like crazy inspiration because of American guys about uh, main community and these people, these events just amazed me so much. So I decided to move on in this sport and do my best. And just a lot of emotions there, a lot of inspiration there. So I moved to St. Petersburg to play with Cosmic Girls and to do Ultimate. So Dina, that's some great dedication there. So a lot to unpack from that first part there. So first of all, shout out to Seattle Soccer. I know a lot of American club teams will go over to different countries, not just Europe, but South America, Asia, and do some clinics, which is awesome because... These teams have established a lot of uh, good practices and programs, and so now they're able to give that knowledge to other Ultimate communities. So that was really awesome. And so, first of all, how big was this camp, and what are some things you learned specifically at the camp that kind of got you started? This camp was huge. I don't remember actually how how many people that were there, but I think it was like four stations and about. 25 30 people in on each so a lot of people yeah in every uh, station was were two coaches and i wrote the jamie idaho before the camp and asked him some questions so i was his favorite i i hope (laughs) i hope i was and the ben wiggins was amazing like amazing (laughs) so it was all new. So I was so green and fresh. Uh, I just took all of this. I got the diary to this. I, I drove down all the drills. I've seen how girls from St. Petersburg and Moscow play. So not only I got not only new information from the coaches, I learned a lot from the girls who already played and what they did. It was awesome. And I was like, no way! I want to do the same. I want to do better. So, yeah. Yeah, and in terms of some context uh, for the listeners, what sports did you play before that? Because it sounds like you're really motivated to get better. So what were some of your previous life experiences that allowed you to want to pursue ultimate at the highest level in Russia? I've played volleyball, but it wasn't like totally professional because I was invited to a professional team, but they told me that I should practice twice a day and all my life should depend on their schedule. So I said, no way. I mean, I wasn't motivated to do this sport so much and I wasn't really good in volleyball. I just liked it to play. So, but I don't think that it's because of volleyball because I play volleyball because of boys, mostly. (laughs) I think the most important thing was for me, musical school, because my teachers, they want me to do best every time. So I think that this skill is from this background. 
Okay, that's cool. And that's not something we often hear on the podcast because a lot of people from the podcast have just a sport background. So it's cool to hear that you have a little bit of a different background. Was it like musical theater kind of thing or, or drama or, or what was it? Classical musical school. So solfeggio, you play uh, instrument. So my main instrument was piano. And I did some arts also because I wanted to be an architecture. So I used to art some, but I don't know anymore some of them because I lost all my skills for this. You're more ultimate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your story continues there. As you mentioned earlier, you moved to St. Petersburg, Russia to play with Cosmic Girls. So how did that turn up? Did you try out for them? Did they invite you? How did you decide to make the move all the way to St. Petersburg there? After the clinics, first clinic, I was invited to be a guest for in St. Petersburg like for vacations. And first I played for Jupiter. It was St. Petersburg women's team, but it's not existed anymore. And to one practice with them, I don't remember actually. I didn't invite it to Cosmic Girls. I just wrote them that I want to practice with them. And Sasha Pustavaya said, okay, let, let's see what, what we can do. And that is started. Okay, sweet. And how did you grow in your ultimate development with the team? So what were some uh, moments that you can remember that you're able to really take some next steps to become the player that you are now? Any tournaments or things like that that you remember? Oh, you know, when you're playing with Sasha and Anna Pustava, it's also all the time, the moments to grow up. <laughs> all the tournaments, all the games, all practices. So, But one moment I remember really brightly, it was the um, Russian Nationals. And I was going deep for, I don't remember who was throwing, but I was running with the Olga Kochinova. She's an amazing player for the national team. And I was running with her, but I was like two years uh, playing, but she, she was really hard defender to, to take. She was first on the disc and we lost this point. And Sasha told me like, you are running near her. Why she's faster than you? Like, I should ask her, like, what do you want from me? I'm new. I'm like, I can do nothing. And I just said, yeah, why? So I have no chance not to be better, you know? Yeah, it sounds like it, that the teammates you had, like Sasha, as you mentioned, were really important and integral to helping you get better. So are there other people that you can give a shout out to? And I'll give you a chance to, to throw some shout outs there, Dina, for people who really helped you in your ultimate career. I think Olga. Kochnova is also the, the great person to mention because she's always good. I mean, she plays really good. And when I watched her playing, I'm jealous every time. And it's pushed me harder to be better. I think the, the good thing was to have a coach. So when Dima Podolsky started to work with us, it was a big step for national team and for Cosmo Girls because a lot of Girls from our team played in national team. So, yeah, Dima did a lot for us. Awesome. And is he still the coach there now or has he uh, moved on? Yeah, he's still a coach of national team women's. Awesome. And you then uh, were able to represent Russia on multiple occasions. So we're going to talk a little bit about the beach experience first. So can you share with the audience a couple of the experiences you had at the World Beach Championships Ultimate? 2015, very close. 
2017, you had the big victory. So can you talk about those two tournaments? Well, Dubai was crazy because of the wind, because of the sun. It was the first, I think, big tournament for me. And when you first meet angry British girls or angry American girls, you just thinking what I'm doing here, why I'm here. Mm, nah. But the team was really focused on their goals. And yeah, it wasn't easy. Uh, but the final was, um, I don't know, smashed. I was really disappointed. So you know that after the game, you have flashbacks? Yes. <laughs> I was in the airport and it was like flashbacking the last pass we missed and the, the mistakes I did. And like, no, <laughs> why? It was a punch. It was a good thing. I mean, to do our best for a next tournament because we were the new team. I mean, mentally. So every tournament it's easier to face your opponents because you know that you already played with them. They're human. <laughs> I mean, not from on the superstars from the TV. You saw them playing, but you can beat them or be competitive to them. So the 15th year was really important to make our goal in 17th. And yeah, that was a fight. You know, I lost the pool. I dropped the pool of my leg in the final, in the beginning of the game. Oh. <laughs> Star moment <laughs> of the final. That's okay. You learn from it though, right, Dina? So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, my team didn't punish me for this. And the support we had make us win. So yeah, that was great. Yeah, so for context, Dina was referring to the 2015 World Championships of Beach Ultimate just now uh, in Dubai. Is that correct? Yeah. But in 2017 in France, something pretty cool happened. So why don't you tell the audience uh, what happened in 2017 there? We played very badly against Denmark. So it was a game really important. And we won it, but it was hard. I mean... We were down for five points, I think, So, but we won it. And we have met U.S. twice, actually. We've met it once uh, in the second group. And the British girls also was really hard to play against. The final, I didn't watch it for like two years, I think. As I mentioned, I don't see the games I lost or I won. I did a fiasco. I lost the pool <laughs> on my leg. <laughs> when I see these moments, I'm like, what a shame. And, and all the feelings just like all together against me. And I just, no, I can't stand it. Let me drink some tea and be relaxed. No, 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 not, not again. But the final walk was crazy. I didn't play, I think, for last five points, but our defense was so hard and they did so great job. And all together we did this. Sweet. And with the beach team, it looks like you've had a lot of success. So we got to find out if you like the beach more than the grass. But you had a busy 2019. So you came in first at the 2019 European Championships of Beach Ultimate. So what was that like? It was a new experience because I played mixed. And they didn't want me to play handler. And I was like, why? And they said that because you can run. <laughs> and I said, okay. And I ran a lot. And 
we did pretty good and the final i don't know what happened with the germany team but the final was too easy i mean much more harder was to play against france and british guys but that was fun that was a lot of fun with men in the team because you can throw a little bit harder disc and faster disc and they run anyway and maybe i love beach more than grass you know don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, announcing it there on the podcast there dina so we'll see but in 2019 as well that same year you also played mixed so probably a lot of the players that were on the beach team were also on this grass team is that correct yeah and you guys did really well at the european ultimate championships always gotta you know check the abbreviations as we were talking about off air so at the euc uh, that's not my my good thing <laughs> at euc in 2019 your team came in third so you played with a friend of the podcast there who actually you know put us together in terms of uh, getting us arranged for the podcast so anatoly vasiliev who some in the audience might know he founded flap all collective apparel company as well as played for toronto goat he's played for russia so you got to play with him Played in, in beach too, so he played twice with me. <laughs> you know that that now. <laughs> there you go. So totally getting some big shout outs and playing with Russia. So what was that like playing with him? Because obviously he's played at the highest level here in North America as well. And what was it like coming third, winning a bronze medal there at the EUC? For me, it was a big experience to play with Tolly because I can learn from him. You know, we, when we have a big tournament, we had like pairs in the team. So we got the bear who can grab a water for you or ask how you're doing or like support you a little bit in, inside the team. And he was my second part on the beach. And I don't remember, maybe, maybe on the grass too, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I learned from him a lot because I, I did watch him playing as a handler and how he is calm with his decisions and i love that so i got a lot to learn in this calmness i think calmness and decisions so he helped a lot for our team and there were plays you know games when few people are like out they wasn't in shape or something so and other people helped so we just inspire and support each other so we made it all together oh emotions <laughs> i just remembered how it was because it was there were really hard games because uh, mixed division is also really competitive european part so yeah it wasn't easy at all so the final was really great and we played against british and france team that was great experience also so i've enjoyed it really much yeah, and uh, something you mentioned was really cool is this idea of pairs. So maybe uh, that's some advice some teams could use as well, where a person checks in on the other, and it's not just talking on the sideline. It's also checking in, getting water, as you said. And so who came up with that idea, do you know? It happened a long time ago. started from national team, from women's national team, mainly from Dima Podolski, but I'm not sure. It's a great thing to do because... Like every time you had different people of different uh, mentality in the team, some of them are more open, some of them are closed and like separated a little bit. So when you're split to pair, 
you can imagine how they can help each other on the on the tournament during the tournament. So that's that's a good thing. Sometimes you have help from different people you don't even like expect it from when in, during Dubai's I got help from different girls I didn't talk with them we didn't connect ever but their support helped me to play till the end so that that's that's important yeah it sounds like uh, you really stress the importance of having good teammates it's really good stuff and so what advice do you have now for players that are trying to get better like you were right you were a wide-eyed uh, young Dina there at the sockeye camp trying to soak it all in so what advice do you have for people that are trying to get better in Ultimate themselves? I think to play a lot, not only with a club team, like travel, meet new people, because in the club team you have your certain position or certain how the team think about you, and you can't open yourself totally in the all directions. So when you play for who are you playing against with, and you play just with them like a pickup for a random tournament. Yeah, yeah. And you have this experience of using yourself in a different position with the different skills. That's great. And when you're going in a different country to play with people you don't know, even don't know, like a pickup, that's the best thing, I think. Because the stress, 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 and you grow. <laughs> I played a lot with the pickup, so I think that's a good idea to improve your skills and grow and grow like a player. Because you also learn different systems, right? Because the team you pick up with, they could run a predominantly vertical set or they run a certain zone defense that you don't have on your club team. So that, that's also something beneficial. You can use it better than after the tournament. So yeah, totally. And so we'll segue here into the last part of this segment. Speaking of playing with new teammates, you had a chance to do something really cool 2018, 2019. You are able to showcase your skills to a wider audience in North America there participating on the Eurostars Tour. So what was that like? How did you uh, get involved with that? You applied. When you found out, what was your reaction? <laughs> I, I tried. Actually, I was asked to apply for a first year when uh, Alisa Tizik was going from Russia. She played there the first year. 2017, yeah. Yeah. And I asked her a lot how it was. And she said, like, crazy stuff. Because it was the first year. They tried things or to organize right. And the second year was much more smoother with organization and all the stuff. I did apply. So Sarah already told you about the application form. It was huge, and but really interesting. I got my visa for Cincinnati, so it's it's like happened uh, together. So I got visa for United States, and I I decided to to be a part of the Eurostars, and I think it's the most exciting experience in my life for sure. Because like tournaments, tournaments, it's a uh, one thing, and when you're part of a European all-stars team playing against American club team, which I have never chance to do that. That's just amazing. But of, of course, I was confused and I was really nervous. But I got my friends near me. I've met Lasma Kublitska. She's a Latvian girl. And we've already 
had a chance to talk to each other and chat about that. So it was easier to have a friend near you. And then we all together being a team, a friend. So that was great. And in terms of getting to know each other and even each other's playing styles, did you have a lot of practices beforehand to get going? Or was it kind of your first game, you're out there, it's kind of fresh and you don't really know how each other plays? We came to Madison and I think that we had two two practices or maybe one. That is a good thing. When you come to such uh, an event and you're a player, you're not confident in yourself because it's new for you. But you got your skills already. You've been approved to this team. So a thing to put it all together. And Bex did like few drills for understanding and like body language and how to... I think that she got a plan already, like got a plan already before the first uh, practice, how it will be splitted. So it's like two squad, eight and eight. And she just moved a few people after the first game. So she just understand how it works or not worked. So she just improved a little bit. But the main point that we just did our work goals, but all together. I mean, the main thing she did, she helped us to communicate so this is the main point and yeah one practice before and we got a small practice with the with kids in madison we did a a big clinic for them uh, the morning morning of the game and that was amazing because just we just throw and had fun and then good mood we got the the game so dina that's pretty cool though maybe you haven't had a chance to reflect on it but it's kind of cool how you were a young player learning from Sockeye and then you get to then pay it forward and transfer that knowledge into those young kids. So that was probably a really exciting experience for you because you learned about Ultimate and got inspired through a clinic yourself. So you maybe, you don't know this, but you could have inspired someone else to be one of the best in their area. I hope that every time I'm going to a clinic, I'm just thinking, what should I tell them? I mean, what should I do? I'm not ready to, to be a coach. I'm not ready to teach. No, I have nothing to, to share with them. And I just, okay, okay, I got, I got a lot to share. Let's do that. <laughs> and just improvise. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a lot of knowledge. You played for a while now and playing with the Cosmic Girls for a long time and multiple national teams. So a lot of experience to give out to other people. But I asked this same question to Sarah, so I'm going to ask it to you as well. What was your favorite city to play in and favorite tourist attraction to see while you're on the Eurostars tour? It's okay if you don't say Toronto. I won't take offense to it. Actually, Toronto was pretty good because it kind of similar to St. Petersburg. I mean, you know, in US, everybody is saying, I'm sorry. Oh, so sorry. Oh, thank you. And just smiling to you every time. And um be nice to everybody and we came to toronto and actually it was really hard to for me because i have i need to have another visa to get into canada right yeah to to get there and i did it twice because first time they said that i have no clue to be in russia anymore and i want to move there and they don't want me to do this and <laughs> so i i write it the biggest letter in my life about how I love Russia and how I want to stay in this city 
in this country. And so it was really touching and they gave me a visa. And we came to Toronto. We had a tour around Stadium where we play with Sixters. And the girl was just coming on me. And I got the punch on my shoulder, you know? She didn't say sorry. Uh, she didn't even turn around. She just, like, moved through me. And I was like, oh, that's Russia. <laughs> so, it sounds familiar. <laughs> so, yeah, Toronto, I liked it very much. And um, I got a great company. We In every city, when we travel, we split it to groups, to different places. So... Every time you have a new group to connect with the girls, to chat with them. So I got the great group and we got a lot of fun there in Toronto. So, and we got the best hosts ever. You got two houses for our four, four girls. So <laughs> that was great. Toronto for sure. And I like Chicago actually very much. Maybe because of the Cincinnati, because we spend a little bit time there. Sarah mentioned San Diego, and I mentioned it too because San Diego is really sunny and the beach is wonderful. I also like the Seattle just because it's different. I mean, I never seen something like that before. And I can actually mention every place because... Yeah, I was going to say, you like every city. <laughs> yeah, because there are a lot of stuff to like. And, oh, no, no, no. I like I like Boston very much because it's kind of tiny Europe in the center of the city because of the small uh, houses of two floors, I think, with the red stones. I don't know how to say. Bricks, bricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And Boston was also great. Hmm. What else? What else? I love them all. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah, you want to come back to North America, play some ultimate tour of the city. So that's awesome. And now we're going to go into segment two, day-to-day life. Obviously, uh, with the pandemic still going on at the time of this recording, your ultimate life has been changed a little bit. But as we were talking about off-air, different countries have different policies in terms of quarantine, lockdown, what's allowed, what's not. So... What's Russia been like? So you were set to play for the mixed team there in the 2020 uh, World Ultimate and Guts Championships that's been rescheduled to 2021. We'll see if that happens. But what's uh, training been like for you and your team despite the interruptions? We were locked down in March, I think. I was back from India from the tournament of my friends did for Indian guys. And that was an amazing trip and the best in 2020. The lockdown happened. And I think in April, we started online trainings with my team, club team. Uh, we did it three times a week, I think, during July. And in July, we had a chance to go to the grass once a week. So our practices was like, we were practicing online once a week and then grass once a week. And we met on the sand during the weekends. It wasn't totally full schedule of practicing, but it was a pretty good summer no matter what. Now we had really light schedule. I've, I've heard a lot of countries are really locked down. So gyms are closed. So They're not opportunity to meet people ever <laughs> i think it's crazy but we have this opportunity so we now we had twice a, a week the sand indoor and the hall indoor once a week so three practices with a team and gym for sure like two three times a week so full schedule 
of practicing right now. Interesting. And so in terms of the beach practices, is that training for the grass team or is it training for beach team? Our practice is just, I'm, I'm just talking about the, my club team. So we're practicing only with club team. We got clinic for a national team. So every month it will happen if everything will be fine. So I've been first day of uh, Russian national women's team practice. And that was great. That's a lot, a lot of girls, about 30, I think. So they will meet every month. Mixed team is not ready to practice because they were uh, waiting for um, the World Federation's answer. Will it happen or will not it happen? So, so you're waiting to find out kind of thing. Yeah, they were decided to wait just just to be sure that this is important thing. Because every time you come to clinic or coming all together, somebody is getting ill. And uh, nobody knows how it happened. And nobody knows... If you are the the person who are in danger or not, so it's it's quite a pleasant thing to be to become ill after the practice with the national team. So full schedule with the Cosmic Girls and just waiting for news for a mixed team. And that mixed team in 2020 is that going to be a very similar team? to the one that was playing in the UUC in 2019? Is it going to be the same or, or some new players? I think it will be a new players. We were meeting in April, I think, all together to play in the snow. <laughs> against... It gets snowy in Russia, right? It's like Canada. <laughs> there were a lot of people, new, new people there. So I haven't clue who are in the list or short list, you know? I think that we... Don't have a short list yet. <laughs> so, yeah, but I hope it will happen soon. And with that busy schedule, are you able to then stay motivated? Because I know for some players that I've talked to, not just even on the podcast, it's hard to stay motivated when they don't know if a tournament's coming, right? They don't know when the next big event's happening, which can often anchor your training and get you excited. So how are you staying motivated at this time, if at all? Funny thing is that I'm training much more right now than I ever trained before. I don't know why. It just happened. And my goal is to bring Cosmic Girls stronger for whatever. I mean, like, you know, some of the guys told me that I'm not practicing right now, but I want to go to, if the clinic for a national team will happen, I will start practicing. My question was, like, how can you show your best if you're not practicing right now or you're not practicing the half a year before the clinic happened. So it's a tricky thing. So you want to be ready for the big event or to be a part of the great team. You couldn't just wait for your best shape because you should build it. <laughs> so build it every every day and be better every day not because of the ultimate actually because of the health because of the the shape for for your life because this sport is really hard i mean you run a lot you throw you just you hurt your knees your back your yeah. your hands you do a lot of stuff for your body and if it, the body is not ready to have it so you got injured Sarah also told about this that uh, she got injured a lot and she started to work with her body 
this is the main thing for me to bring for my girls from the cosmic girls the idea that they should work with their bodies right now to be better on the field the year after because you you should build it like step by step so this is my motivation i think it's a really new thing for me because i played 80 years before and i didn't think about it right like like that now i'm just changed my mind yeah, Dina, it sounds like you're getting what we call older and wiser. So you're learning a little. No, 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 please don't. Don't. No. No. You're becoming that veteran player in implementing the wisdom to the young players there, Dina, is what it sounds like. <laughs> but all good motivation. They're all good fun. So, Dina, now I'm going to give you a chance to go back into the archives here. We'll start with the good stuff. What was the best game you've ever played in, your uh, favorite game that you've played in? I've played with my coaches once in uh, Windmill Windup. That's my favorite tournament, actually. If you've never been there, you should come sometime. Because... It's a big European tournament, I've heard. Yeah, it's a big tournament. Yes, I love it. I don't know. It just happened just in love. I was invited from my uh, teammate, Anna Pustava. She invited me to the, this team. Ben Wiggins, Sam Hengens, uh, Jamie Idaho. They didn't play much but we had a lot of fun and they got a lot of parties but still we played in the final and it's it's not two things in my brain just works you know I like a lot of parties and playing for fun and finals because a lot of European teams they just work hard you they don't drink and you got a schedule you just sleep at this night at at 8 p.m you should be in the bed and like doing nothing rest and then eat and then and they're not just having nothing they played drunk sometime but they played well and we played all together and that was really good playing and we lost against british team i think they won this tournament and they was, I think, the team who played with the schedule and eating and like not drinking at all. But they were really good. But that was really, really great tournament. And coaches, you know, it's um, amazing feelings when they're saying that you're good. Like, wow, thank you. <laughs> Dina's blushing there, of course, uh, when the Sockeye players are giving you the big compliment. So it's awesome. And hopefully uh, you can play in that tournament again. And make it to the finals again. But now the bad news, Dina, what's the least favorite game you've played in? I'm sure you've played in some games that you uh, want to forget there, but we're, I'm going to make you go back into the archives. Okay, I don't like the game against Seagulls in um, European finals in Barcelona in 18th because it was my bad decision as a captain. I didn't tell my team that it was a universe point. So I got a little bit blamed for this because they they were saying that they were not ready or, you know, that if they did, did know this, they did play better. But it's like a huge lesson for me like, as a captain to be honest with the team and to bring them information they need to know. So it, it's not about the losing itself but about the lesson i've learned and it this was really tough lesson for me and the second game really bad one it was the loss against uh, hux a japanese team we played for 
the quarters in Cincinnati. And, you know, it's really tough to play against Asians like in general because they have a different style of playing. They're really fast. They're small. They can throw between my legs. It's a, it's a crime. I, you don't do even a fake there, you know? <laughs> I'm a pretty tall person, <laughs> six and three, and <laughs> the fake between my legs, it's... I'll a... get you. <laughs> so they didn't do this, but they were really fast. But our game, like a team, was a disaster. So, and the loss was really expensive emotionally. And after that, it was a question to go to Eurostar 2 for the first time because I was so bad during the Cincinnati. And I was like, I can't show anything to America, to this team, because I did nothing here. And it was like, emotionally big question am i going and why should i but uh your stars heal me after that and um, yeah that was that was a really good thing yeah dina one quality i want to shout out just even through this interview is a lot of self-reflection so it sounds like you're a very reflective person and able to think about too much <laughs> yeah good things that happen bad things that happen so you mentioned a little bit of your decisions as a captain which is really cool to hear. And the one thing I would say, Dina, is that I know this might sound cliche, but your team should see every point as Universe Point. So I know Universe Point, it obviously holds more uh, stature and importance. But sometimes when people know it's Universe Point, they can actually clamp up, right? And they might make a drop because they're so nervous. Would you say that could be possible as well? So that was my point, that they were nervous and they just like do the stuff they should do. They, it was the offense, you know, we shouldn't drop the during the offense. It shouldn't be the turn. But yeah, <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. So Dina, we're going to move to the final segment here. Rapid fire. We're going to start with some ultimate questions first. So first one, which throw do you prefer, your flick or backhand? Flick. What about a big hammer or a big scuba there? I'm so excited to throw big hammer once. I'm watching this ideal games and this hammers are just wonderful. I know that they are cutting the best parts and best hammers, but what they cut, that's just the dream. But scuba might better throw right now, so I choose scuba. Well, you can work on your hammer during uh, this time, though. So there you go. I know this one's going to be a bit sensitive for you. But would you rather drop a pull or drop a catch in the end zone? Drop a pull is not even a, a thing for me right now. So <laughs> I dropped a lot of pulls. And so dropping in the end zone is much worse. All right, sounds good. What about this? Uh, let's say you're at EUC or Worlds. You can win five silver medals or one gold medal. Which one? Five silver medals in a row, it's really tough. Better one gold. And uh, some hot topic questions here. Should we rename the sport of ultimate to something else? No, I like ultimate. It's funny to tell people what, what's going on about this sport. It's tough, but every time it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it leads to interesting conversations. Yeah. What about you as a national team athlete? Should ultimate continue to pursue the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play there once. I, I hope that I will. I won't be so old for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, older and wiser. That's the, that's what we said. So some non-ultimate questions now. 
I'm going to give you a chance to have a meal with three people in the course of human history, living or brought back from the dead. So who would you have this meal with? Actually, when I heard the podcast with Sarah, I was thinking about this uh, during all the night so I can sleep. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I've heard it uh, in the evening and then I, I knew that it's coming. The interview is coming. So one of the um, choices I made, it's Dalai Lama. I wanted maybe the Angela Jolie for some some reason because I I really like her. But you know when I'm starting to watch the real life of the four actors, I just know that they're human and not nothing more. I mean, but Dalai Lama is just a mystery for me every every time. So Dalai Lama, oh, he stays. If it's not actress and a, or actor, it is a musician the Beatles but I'm not sure that I will I will understand word afterward maybe maybe less because um I mean English English language is not my strong goal <laughs> so far and yeah so Dalai Lama be the Beatles and Angela okay let's let's uh just take her <laughs> <laughs> she's along for the ride all right just Angelina <laughs> right just Angelina Jolina and you talked about the Beatles, so this segues well into the music question. I'm going to give you a chance to put on a concert in your backyard there in St. Petersburg, Russia. It's going to be a big concert, okay? You can book any band or artist in the world, bands that are broken up or have passed away, things like that. So you got to pick three and the order in which they play. Don't laugh, please. But the first place goes to BTS. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that you're... Into yeah, yeah, I don't listen to BTS personally. I'm not into K-pop, but I know that BTS is a very popular band around the world. So they are so famous. But I'm I'm thinking that I have no clue how to speak Korean. So what will I do there on backstage? I don't know. But it's just interesting for me that how they will react to my height and they were like small boys and they just ah. Oh. <laughs> I just yeah, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that should be fun. The second, I think that Marlon 5 will be interesting for me on the second place. I like their music and uh, they're pretty awesome. Okay, let's go with the Lady Gaga. She's diva, so it will be really interesting to even just look at her on the backstage. Yeah, she's a big star there, Dina, so that's great. And then last question here. I'm going to give you all the talent in the world, but... You can't choose ultimate. You got to pick a different sport to play. Maybe you play for the Russian uh, volleyball team or whatever you want to choose. What would you pick uh, if you had all the talent? But you can't pick ultimate. I will choose Lakers basketball. Okay, center? Are you playing center or point guard or what? I will play center. Yeah, why not? Maybe I will be really with wide talent. I will play like LeBron everywhere. So. Yeah, you'll play a little bit of point center there. I like it. So, Dina, that ends our episode for today. We had a great conversation. Thank you for coming on all the way from St. Petersburg, Russia. You got to love it. So, Dina, if people want to find out more about you, your team, they want to see some games, where can they find all that stuff online? First, I will say thank you for doing this, uh, for bringing Eurostars and not like for Euro uh, players into your podcast. That's so great. And to be a part of this, that's really amazing. Thank you for choosing me. Wow. <laughs> and you can follow me in Instagram, Dina Dumanskaya. 
and then Facebook. Uh, you can find me in the in the list of your friends, I think, in Friends of Friends. <laughs> I hope so. And Cosmic Girls, you can also follow in Instagram. We're posting beautiful pictures about beautiful girls and you can enjoy them. And actually, Altimord were saying that they loved our Instagram of Cosmic Girls because we post their really intimate pictures. I don't know, really interesting. You should check it out if you didn't. <laughs> And uh, I'll leave any of the games that Dina's played in as well that I, that I can find online. I'll uh, leave those in the show description as well. Fancied and YouTube, yeah. Yeah, there will definitely be the beach finals that we talked about where uh, Russia was able to take down the USA. So that was the 2017 game. We'll put that up there as well. So you can check all that out. Give Dina a follow there on Instagram. So Dina, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Do appreciate it. That was awesome. Thank you for having me. And yeah, and thank you for doing this very much. Thanks for listening to this episode. Keep an eye out for the next episode where I interview Nico Mula, Alti World's 2019 European Male Player of the Year, nine-time German national champion with Bad Skid, and captain of Germany's men's national team. In this interview, Nico shares about his growth on the national team in Germany, starting with his experience on the German U-17 national team. He also shares about the success of Bad Skid and their focus on building local homegrown talent. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Juan underscore and underscore only underscore sports. And you can see some of my commentary highlights on YouTube at Juan and Only Sports. Catch you listeners on the flip side. Peace.